just became a raven. Your art matters. That's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Deidre and I've seen One Tree Hill probably about at least five times over. And tonight's episode for debate is season three, episode 21, Over the Hills and Far Away. Error. Reconfiguring. Perspective, nephew. I'm here to adjust yours. It's going to have problems with her hands. Someone yeah. she can pick up plates and not feel that they're boiling. You uh-huh. know, she's got asbestos fingers. They're going to be rough. What is that? Is that like, a crow's foot? What the fuck? At the cafe, like, can I can I see something Italian? Can I see that it had an impact on you? Can I see that what Keith and Lucas went through for them six weeks that you were away were worth it, Karen? Karen! You want the person you've become? Then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. Karen! Wild dreams are born. Wait, why are you making this shit up? What you, what's wrong with you? Be, no, not Philip. Felix. <laughs> Felix, not working. Felix, it's over. <laughs> the Asna's doing you wonders. I watched him have a shit in an alley, and I watched him kiss his first girlfriend. Must have been a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> when you plan to start living? Hello, mate. All right, guys. How you doing, boozy? That's a one dunk and you're done kind of biscuit. I'm not fucking about, mate. He's like, don't be mean, no, Simon. Listen, keep being mean. I'm going to make you call me Colonel, okay? ATM over here. You've just become a raven. Love that. Love that. Love that. Don't in the snow. Keith, what is slab and beef? Absolutely. A los cuevos, a One Tree Hill podcast. Soy Simon, why me encanta One Tree Hill. Holiday. I was not expecting that. <laughs> So hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 3, Episode 21, Over the Hills and Far Away. Dom is not quite here yet, (laughs) but he will be joining us soon. But Deidre, you are here, you're back. Um... How's it going? How have you been? It's going good. I'm super, super busy with work. But other than that, it's going great. How's it going for you? It's all good for me. When when you say like busy with work, do you mean like in a good way? Like it's all ramping up in, in a good, exciting way? Or no, it's stressful and you can't wait for the holidays? It's stressful and I can't wait for the holidays because after the holidays, I'm actually moving positions. So I'm really excited about it. So I'm just trying to get through the last couple of weeks and then go on to a different part of my job. So I'm excited. Oh, very cool. Congratulations. That's exciting. Very exciting. Yes. Thank you. Well, uh, so I know obviously you've been on the podcast before. Famously, you're you're in the, the intro. 
you uh you know keith is a slab of beef and as you quite put it absolutely he is um he's dead now he's dead i know (laughs) i know awful isn't it (laughs) it is uh though we asked you previously when you were first on the podcast we we're we're still asking people their top five shows in case it's, it's updated something's crept in and you don't have to include one tree hill anymore that's a given you get that so okay what is your top five okay well some of them are going to be the same some of them are going to be different so i've got the vampire diaries on there Mm -hmm. um big little lies friends all american and then i recently started watching yellowstone have you heard of that i've heard of it i i haven't seen it though yeah it's really good so those would be my top five i've been really getting into that one recently so yeah excellent so you'd recommend that one yellowstone Yes. It's not something I would usually watch. I'm more of the teen drama type of person, but that one I really, really like. Awesome. Love it. Okay, and what about a bad movie that you love? Oh, okay. So I think someone said this a long time ago, but here recently. I've been watching um, The Princess Switch on Netflix. It's like a trilogy with Vanessa Hudgens. It's not good (laughs) at all, but it's fun to watch. It's cute. Excellent. And then Dom's been asking recently, what about your favorite Christmas movie? I've heard these answers before, but I'm going to say it anyway. I would say either Home Alone, because I always watched it growing up, or The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Mm, That's a good one. And both movies that have sequels, or lots of sequels, right? Lots. Yeah, I haven't listened to your Home Alone one yet, but I think I stopped at like Home Alone 4. okay (laughs) so you've seen more than i think you've seen more than most people most people have just seen the first two so uh well we'll see i think the sixth one is is worth watching on disney plus the newer one yeah so it came out like a month ago i'll say that one's worth watching go in with reasonably low expectations and then you might be pleasantly surprised Okay, I'll do that. I was wanting to anyway. When you guys said you were going to record, I was like, okay, I've got to watch them all now. But it, I mean, the first two, you know, but then after that, they kind of fall off. But at least it's it's fun to watch. So I'll do that. Yeah, and they're festive. It gets you it gets you in the spirit. I actually have a Home Alone hoodie on right now. So. Oh, you do? That's so funny. That's Harry and Marv's mug shots, yeah. Uh, I like that. I was going to wear my slab of beef hoodie today, but I have to go into work, so... That's... I had to be ready for work before coming on. What are you saying? You Why can't you wear that at work? You should be showing that with to... pride. I know, I wish. We have to dress up, unfortunately. Are you saying Are you saying that the slab of beef hoodie is too informal? It's not formal enough for work attire? It's not. People will probably look at me and be like, what the heck is that? <laughs> and I'd have to explain. And then they probably would still look at me like I'm crazy. So. <laughs> But that's good. It's a good kind of crazy. Well, speaking of crazy, this episode certainly has some craziness in it. Um, mm. uh, where where would you like to to begin? And then, like I said, Dom will be joining sort of any minute here. Okay. Uh, before I say that, I want to let you know that my dog is with me right now. So if she barks, I'm going to hit mute on my microphone. So it's not messing up a lot of the sound for a second. But she should be good. Um, I think I want to start with... Um, my fave character, Miss Peyton Sawyer. Okay, okay. Yeah. This is a it's a turbulent one for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially in where it ends. Um, 
But okay, well, so if we just set it up a little bit then. So this episode is told with a fairy tale narrative. So from the point of view of Jake reading or making up a bedtime story for Jenny and we get kind of like the graphics, like that sort of, you know, story book animations, which is cool. It's like a nice touch Mm -hmm. to it. But she starts with Jake. So, I mean, firstly, how do you feel about the Peyton-Jake relationship? Are you pro them? Is that what you wanted to happen when you was first watching? Um. Oh, yeah, I can say, because Dom's not here, right? So I can say? Uh, yeah, I tell, say, okay. and I'll just tell him not to listen back to this one. <laughs> oh, he. I didn't know if he listened or not. Okay, so I liked Peyton and Jake a lot, but to be honest, from the pilot episode, um, when Lucas and Peyton were on the river court, I kind of knew then I was like, okay, those two, I, I like them. So from the very beginning, I shipped them. Um, and then I liked Jake a little bit, but always through the whole time, I was like, okay, Lucas and Peyton. So, but I understand how Jake can be really good for her. So I don't dislike them. I just like Lucas and Peyton more. For sure. That makes sense. I agree. I mean, but when, so Peyton's gone to Savannah, she's, she's visiting Jake and the end, the the like, crescendo of the last episode before this was that she asked jake she proposed she asked him to marry her um and so that's how that kind of starts now i do have i do have an issue like it it bothers me i watched the episode twice of course with the podcast and it's when jake says you know because he's so serious all of the time and he says um you know you can't just ask me to marry you because I might just say yes. It's like, oh, no, you're not. And don't don't say that. Don't say... I, I don't know. Did it bother you? Is it just me? Yes, it really did bother me. And then, too, I was thinking, like, these two have had no contact for how long? Right. Too. And I know that they had a strong relationship when he was around. I mean, unless he was running from Nikki, which was, like, all the time. But I'm like, really? And then I knew that Peyton was coming there out of a vulnerable place, even if you didn't. So when he said that, I was like, oh, Lord. Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan. No, 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 no. And and <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate. But, it, I mean, as that sort of develops, they're, they're talking about it and about how crazy it all is. And Peyton kind of just puts it out there, which um, is she says something like, well, you know, it worked for Nathan and Haley. Like, as in, it's just, she's like, you know, clutching at straws. I mean, did it come across a little bit desperate to you? Oh, I think it was uh, fully a decision out of desperation because she's been having those conversations with Larry the last couple episodes. And then even if you go all the way back to Angel of Death, when she was asking her, like, is it Lucas that I love or whatever the Angel of Death said? And I think this whole time um, she has been kind of hiding her feelings for Lucas on behalf of Brooke. And so Jake is like a comfort place. So maybe if I could just make this work, I won't have to admit my feelings to anyone or hurt Brooke again. And so, yes, I do think that the whole thing is desperation, to be honest. Yeah, that's a good point. And the fact it's kind of like a ready-made family and Jake brings that up, you know, big Jenny called you mama. So, you know, it's not necessarily that you want this family. It's that you want a family and that, you know, she just lost her biological mother like recently which all of this stuff is really harsh uh on Peyton you know it's and like you said 
with the intention is she doesn't want to hurt Brooke. She doesn't want to hurt people around her. Like she is doing things with the best intention, but it's uh, it's difficult. I mean, she ends up it, the timeline is sort of going back and forth with her and Jake explaining what's happening. But when she's back in Tree Hill, her car breaks down on the side of the road, which we'll get back to that because that's probably better to unpack when we talk about Nathan uh, and and Marcus's introduction. Introduction. I guess it kind of picks more back up when we're doing the engagement not engagement like the what would you call that like a wedding a pre-wedding party i think they called it like a i don't know if they said rehearsal din- dinner but i don't think it was that because i would i don't know maybe it was just yeah something like that just a dinner i don't know maybe that's what we could call it yeah it's like usually you have sorry no, go ahead no, no, go on. usually you have a rehearsal dinner before the wedding i believe so maybe that's what it is yeah it's a bit ambiguous but it's fine it's a a party that they're having at trick before the wedding and they're doing you know like skits and uh, like a little stage show to celebrate nathan and Haley, which is lovely and it's really great and there's a lot of comical moments and things that we can unpack and talk about but peyton she kind of shows up or is there like helping prep and everything and she has nice moments with Brooke, um, you know, sort of talking over the situation that she had, like with Haley, and uh, that Brooke had had with Haley, and you know, saying that Brooke is great company and things like that that we can talk a bit more about when it comes to her. But it kind of ends up, well, it ends up with Brooke, sorry, Peyton in the final skit with Lucas and. We're getting flashbacks of all of their histories, their like more iconic moments, and Peyton's sort of overwhelmed with the sense that she really does love Lucas, um, which then, in the end, she tells Brooke. I just went through a lot there, but let's talk about it. So, what? How? How did you feel? How do you feel about that? Like, I mean, at least it was good that she was honest straight away, right, with Brooke? Yeah. Yeah, I think I I felt so bad for her, honestly, Peyton, in the sense. I feel bad for Brooke, too, but just those flashbacks cementing the fact that she now can't hide it anymore, like, she loves him. And, and then having to tell your best friend, I could see it. I mean, I think Hillary did a good job in her facial expressions when she was telling um, Brooke that because it's hard for both of them, you know, for her to have to be like, I'm going to be hurting my best friend again, but also think like, this is better than not telling her like I did last time. So I just think she's caught between a rock and a hard place. You know, either way, she's going to hurt somebody. Do I, does she keep letting herself hurt and not admit her feelings or does she hurt Brooke? So either way, it's, I feel like it's a lose lose for her in this moment. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I think I think it's good that she did it immediately, like rather than mm-hmm. holding on to it and it developing and seeing what happens there. I, I really like the way that they when they did the flashbacks, the the like little sound effect that sort of flicks between each one of the individual little flashes. It just mm-hmm. felt really cinematic. Um, thought yeah. it was well done, and. You know, there we go. I mean, have I missed any other main Peytonisms? 
I don't think so. I think we covered most of it. I mean, most of her stuff was with Jake and then just the Lucas and Brooke stuff. So I think most of it is covered. Um, one of the things she said is my favorite line, but I'll wait until the end to say that. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, what about, or who do you want to talk about next then? Like, should we move into Lucas or do you want to move into Brooke with that? You know, who do you want to go to or Jake? Um, let's go to Lucas. I liked Lucas storyline in this episode. Okay. Tell us a bit. Tell us about what happens with Lucas. So I believe the first time we see um, him, he's driving back with Karen and they're talking about their time away and looking at different schools. And Karen's asking him if you could do anything, what would you want to do? And he eventually says, go to UNC for literature And I don't know if I'm missing anything in between, but I know that eventually Karen tells him that um, Luke or Keith had been setting aside a college run for him since he was younger. And so if he wants to make his dream happen, he can with the fun that Keith um, left for him. And Chad's betrayal of his face there when she told him that made me feel so bad for the Luke for Lucas's character that it was done really well. And then I believe we see him again um, at Nathan and Haley's party, right? Mm-hmm. And he does a couple skits with Brooke. And then he does the skit with Peyton. And I thought it was interesting between those two when Peyton said, do you know what scene this is? And, you know, they figure out that it's the my the proposal scene or marriage or I love you scene or something. And the way those two look at each other, it almost made me think, Lucas has the same feelings for Peyton in that moment. The way he kind of looked at her when he realized what scene it was, I was like, interesting, because you kind of expect it from Peyton, because the audience knows right now that she for sure has feelings for him. I mean, I did. But then I wasn't expecting that look back from Lucas. What did you think about that? Did you notice it? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I did notice it and didn't... I guess I didn't really think about it too deep, but that does make sense. Or it's like a, it's like a, oh, this is a little bit close to home because we've had moments like this previously. Because mm-hmm. I mean, even if you think back to like the first season, the way that Lucas was like low key obsessed with Peyton, you know, is watching her on the webcam and, uh, you know, just he, he's sort of been in love with her since they were kids. So I guess those feelings don't necessarily go away that easily. So, yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, I just think he's been so adamant, you know, throughout the season that he's in love with Brooke, even after the school shooting incident. And there was something like a break within his look for the scene that I was like, oh, there's a little crack there a little Mm. bit, I think. So I just thought that was an interesting thing. But I don't think we really see anything else from him do we no i think that's pretty much it and i think you're mm-hmm. right Chad, chad's performance is really good in in the car with the when he finds out about keith's will and you know that now he doesn't have to have the pressure of getting the scholarship you know through basketball so he can you know feel free to get into into writing and then yeah in those moments with um with Peyton and I think him and Chad and Hillary have really good chemistry it does feel uh like electric like real it feels real they do a great job mm-hmm. with that that's good yeah, they do. 
Well, should we should we talk about Jake because there's not really much else to say about him apart from that he he has another good line. Well a line that <laughs> sticks out when it's like you know i have to think twice i have to think once for me once for jenny that, that's true i i get that because he's got he's got a dependent um mm-hmm. but yeah just let go a little bit jake just one time relax <laughs> i'm not saying get <laughs> married but <laughs> yeah i do think though um besides the whole saying yes to getting married whenever he realized that you know she said i love you um lucas and her sleep forgot mm. to mention that she did say that yeah. um i think he handled that i mean he was trying to be he was being mature in the situation he could have been like flew off the handle and really mad that she came all this way and you know opened up those feelings again and then but instead he kind of took a different approach like encouraging her to hey you know, I think this is how you're feeling and you need to figure this out. So I think he was very mature and I appreciate that. But yeah, he does need to loosen up just a little bit. He's real type A. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I, you, you're right. He does handle it really well and he is very sensible and pragmatic and kind of wise. He's like wise beyond his his years but at the same time he definitely needs to just chill out a little bit as well but yeah i think he handled handled all of that stuff really well i mean who who do you want to talk about well i was gonna ask why do you think do you think they brought him back to further the plot line of is she gonna pick who's she gonna pick is she in love with Lucas, or do you think it was like for the fans who liked Jake and Peyton, or mm. what do you think their motive was for bringing? Like, because no one expected that. I mean, he hadn't been talked about really very much. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question as well. I mean, <laughs> I guess you could see it in multiple ways. You could see it as they're using it as a plot device to get Peyton back to Lucas, so that they could create that triangle again between Lucas, Peyton, and Brooke. Or yeah, it might be like what you're saying that it's nice to to see Jake back, and they've kind of been teasing at it every now and again with you know like little emails in the background and and you know the pictures and things like that. So I feel like it was a thread that needed to be tied up, and they needed to get out of the Pete Wentz Fallout Boy situation, and so that kind of married up nicely. Uh, and obviously, so we've said that Dom, I'm going to make sure Dom doesn't listen to this back. But uh, we know that we don't see Jake again, right? This is the end mm-hmm. of him for the whole show. So, yeah, maybe it was to give him a bit of a send off and just tie it up. I mean, what what do you think? Um, I think it was a plot device to push Lucas and Peyton together. Because I'm not sure the way Peyton's character is, I think she would have... Unless Lucas would would have uh, pursued her, I think Peyton as a character probably would have never said anything if she didn't get a push. Because mm. she's so closed off and she's so concerned with everybody else's feelings and never her own. It frustrates me with that. But it's okay. Um, <laughs> I think, I don't, I'm not sure she ever would have said anything. So I think it was probably a plot device. But then again, I think they also were aware that people like Jake. So it was like, okay. I mean, people like him, so we can use this and then the audience will also be happy that they get to see Jake, so. Yeah, and why do you think they never brought him back? Like, even in the later seasons, like, he could have come back and lived back in Tree Hill and Jenny be 
I don't know how old, like six years old or something. Could have been in the school that, oh no, that like Jamie went to. Could have been a friend for Jamie because they would have probably been, oh no, 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 that can't be true. Sorry. He would have been, Jenny would have been like a couple years older or something, but could have been in the same school and all that sort of stuff. Well, I guess in the beginning of the show, like most of Jake's storyline was, okay, he's this kid on the basketball team. He's always late. Why is he late? Why is he never here? He has a daughter. But then after that, it was more surrounded around his character was kind of alive and kept moving because of Peyton. And so if she's with Lucas and they're not together, I don't know if Peyton and Jake could ever just be friends. So they probably thought what would be the purpose of bringing him back because so much of his identity was in loving Peyton after finding out he had a daughter. So I don't know if they would be able to make sense of that. You're very good at this. <laughs> That's really good. That's good. Really good insight. That's good. That's good. I'll let Dom know when he arrives he's no longer required. <laughs> he's no longer I took his job. That's okay. I'm not happy with my job right now anyway, so Well there listen. There you go. You got two new jobs starting in the new year now. So. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's funny. Well that's yeah, no, that's that's great insight. Well, okay, so who who do you wanna move on to? Okay, so we did Peyton, Luke, and Jake. Hmm, let's go on to Brooke. Let's. I mean, so Brooke's situation in this one is that she's really mean. She's like nice, mean, nice, heartbroken. That's kind of her journey. And she's mean. Well, she's she's making she's making Haley's wedding dress. Now, we find out a bit later through the episodes that Hayley has said, explained the sort of dress she wanted. She wanted something simple, elegant, and Brooke sort of does it within her own style and wants to make it a bit extravagant and put feathers on it and and all kinds of craziness. And Hayley tells her that she's she's not feeling the dress. She does it quite softly, but maybe it could have been done a little bit softer. And Brooke kind of just goes crazy. She talks about, she tells her to go to Slut Barn and, uh, you know, that she's, she insults her for like her fashion sense um, and takes it very personal. I mean, I, I feel like in those moments, it's okay. Well, it's not okay, but it's okay because she's a teenager and this is how teenagers act. This is how we can all act at times. Um, yeah, but I, but I hate that side of Brooke it's like my least favorite but what how how do you feel about that um so okay from Haley's perspective I honestly thought she communicated it very well she was using like I statements like I feel like I want it this way she wasn't saying attacking Brooke for her fashion sense in any way I don't think I just think on Brooke's end I think what shows her age is that in that moment when she you know popped off at Haley her insecurities were screaming I think and so it wasn't, and she figures out later, it wasn't, I don't think it was an attack at Haley. She just didn't know how to handle the insecurity. And I think she's been having a lot lately. She just hasn't communicated it, obviously, with the Rachel storyline and even, maybe even some of Lucas, because she says at the end of the episode that, you know, ever since he's been gone, she's realized she's been more independent, um, you know, has her friends. And so maybe there's a little bit of insecurity, a little bit um, with not, missing lucas very much anymore 
that's a throwback into the next season if you didn't catch that. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I really didn't like Brooke in that moment, but she kept going up and down, up and down. You know, because when she walks with Peyton to the store and Peyton's like, hey, this is great. I'm so glad you're helping Haley find a new dress. It's really big of you. And she's like, now I'm shopping for myself. This is therapy. And then she starts helping Rachel and then she starts being really nice. And I'm like, where's the shift here? And then she apologizes to Haley. So I'm like, what happened for her within the episode for her to like, you know, kind of check herself mm-hmm. for lack of a better word mm-hmm. so i don't know she was so up and down but i thought it was good did i answer your question yeah again okay. i'm i just sitting here enjoying this uh <laughs> like i'm listening to a podcast myself what you don't work in like therapy or something do you like you i do right. i do okay. yeah i'm a counselor right yeah. okay i'm sure i probably knew that already but i'm at the point now where we're up to like humbly we're up to like 80 ravens on our channel on our patreon so i you know know about like 80 different jobs <laughs> from asking people what they do and this that and the mm-hmm. other um so it kind of uh you know i kind of I, I kind of lose it sometimes but yeah i mean this makes obvious sense because uh you know you've got such a good um dissection of all of this stuff and you know saying about using i statements and all of those things i was like ah yes this is great yeah and it's not well unfortunately because my schedule is so busy i'm not active on here like i would like to be like i've been to like one watch along and then i went to another one and it was something came up and so i just don't have time and it really makes me aggravated so I don't blame you for not remembering because I wouldn't either because I think I only comment on like a couple podcasts. I listen to them, but I just get so busy and I forget to comment. And so, yeah. Hey, we, we appreciate you. Don't worry. I mean, uh, hopefully the highlight videos for the watch alongs are, you know, you get some of that there and uh, yeah. Well, and we get to have you on the podcast. So that's great. Yeah, We get yeah. to get this, uh, you know, therapeutical dissection of the characters which is great well enjoy it you're killing it so (laughs) you're you're making me look bad do better do worse please i am not (laughs) you guys do a great job oh thank you uh okay so yeah who who do you want to talk about okay well i want to continue with oh sorry yes we didn't finish you're okay we didn't finish you're okay I was, were you surprised by the Rachel, like her supporting Rachel? So she comes in and she sees that Rachel had broken the mirror. And it's interesting that she said at the end, you know, I, she looks at Lucas and she goes, I know what it's like to get my heart broken. And I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And I'm like, hmm, I'm not sure where all that like came from. I really can't, can't analyze that. I'm like, hmm interesting yeah it is it is a little bit inconsistent with it's not inconsistent with her character because brooke is good at showing empathy to people but it's a little bit inconsistent in this episode it's like we mm-hmm. there it's like there was a couple steps missing there uh but that, that, mm-hmm. let's just pause on that for one second because dom okay. dom is here so let me just let him in so we're back dom is with us dom how are you doing my man i'm good i'm fine thank you very much i had to I've had two very incredibly busy days, including today. So um, a bit of a rush, but I'm glad to be here. I'm Dom and I've seen 66 episodes of One Tree Hill. There we go. (laughs) How are you guys doing? I'm good. 
I'm doing good. Yeah. Having a good time with Simon chatting. Shall I go? It would have been better. I mean... I considered just (laughs) blocking you when you came into the waiting room. We're actually... We've got through... We've actually got through quite a bit, but I mean, so as uh, I was saying, Adidra, I know we're gonna do our like our hour a little bit later um, in the evening. It's all mixed up today and time differences and stuff. So some of the bits that we've spoken about, I'll get your opinion, predictions, perspective on. You know, if we don't get time on on some of those people, so you'll get your say, my friend. But we've um, we've we've chopped through Lucas, Peyton, Jake. And we're halfway through Brooke. Um, so catch up and, and get in with us. So we were just discussing about Brooke and Rachel. So Rachel smashed the mirror and we were saying, is it a little bit inconsistent that Brooke is suddenly going to being uh, empathetic to Rachel where, you know, she's been, let's say what it is, a bitch, you know, recently. It's a very quick change without many steps going into that. What do you think, Dom? There's a moment there where I think Brooke kind of recognises the, the the kind of internal suffering and that, that kind of pain. And it, I try to sort of think about a situation that Brooke has been in that, where she's had this just kind of internal um, insecurity. Uh, I mean, a lot. I think some of that stems from kind of lucas and the whole being vulnerable and being hurt again and um like she sees rachel at that point kind of at her most vulnerable and her lowest and i think it kind of triggers something within her to go okay actually i think i'm gonna gonna backtrack a little bit and and be nice to you and maybe try and look after you um it is very quick but i i think that people's actions like what rachel did can have an immediate impact on people you know something like that i think genuinely could turn someone around and make them go oh actually i i'd only taken you know your feelings on face value and actually all these things that you feel within yourself and all these insecurities that you've had uh, or have i've only ever taken them on face value because of the way you look now and i've never really considered you know the or everything that mouth tries to say basically when he's like you know don't be like that she's you know have we learned nothing from from jimmy and everything that's happened there so i think i think maybe that turnaround can happen that quickly and it is kind of that what if it was me in that situation or actually remember how i felt when i was like that i need to be a friend is uh and this is sort of your feeling to it deidre as well Actually, I really liked your perspective, Dom, because I wasn't thinking like that before you came on. And I think one of the things that makes me think now is when um, Brooke saw Rachel say in the mirror, I needed him to like me. And I think that that's what Brooke kind of related to, because I feel like she's been that way since season one and finding identity and worth through um, guys or having a boyfriend. I think she's felt that way with Lucas a couple or plenty of times with her insecurities so that I needed him to like me and Danielle Ackles I guess now did really good with her um, acting and her facial expressions because you could see the hurt and I think Brooke's character saw that so I think what you're saying makes actually perfect sense I didn't think of like that before so Uh, I think insecurities can manifest in ways that people don't even recognize like I think to an external person they're able sometimes able to see it 
but internally <clears throat> quite often with hindsight you can see it like especially at the sort of age that we're at now i'm speaking for dom and i um when i say that in you know when we look back on like our teens or our early 20s or mid 20s or whatever you can kind of see oh i was doing that because i felt like that because that happened you know you can kind of work it backwards and but at the time it's very hard to be that self-aware of oh actually you may know oh i'm insecure about this thing but you may not necessarily know get that it's making you act in a certain way like as the professional does that sound right yeah it sounds right and I kind of want to add to that too and I think this goes back to I don't think it was the one you just released yesterday but the episode before that when um Brooke made or posted that picture Rachel and Mouth was talking to her um I think you know Mouth saying that line to her and then her seeing Rachel in this episode in a vulnerable state I think maybe um heightened her guilt a little bit and made her realize that okay she is vulnerable she could break you know she's just a human like we all are so I think that too might have pushed her a little bit to be um to be helpful to Rachel and kind of come back down a little bit yeah seeing that vulnerability for sure Mm -hmm. you you touched on it just a second ago uh Deidre as well when you said um like self-worth I think self-worth is a is a really important kind of phrase for that for that exact moment because Rachel's self-worth is like zero from the looks of it she she really does has no you know doesn't value herself at all and um when she says you know I, I, I need him to like me or you know whatever the line is that's uh for me that's a real looking for some sort of value in your life or worth in your life because someone else likes you you know and as soon as that kind of switch is turned off it's like well I'm at I'm at zero I'm at rock bottom nobody nobody's ever gonna like me and yeah it, it just becomes that kind of on face value this is this is what Rachel looks like and has done a, a lot to change herself to make herself look like that uh, but inside she's still the same person it, it keeps coming back to to that for me I think Mm-hmm. yeah for sure or it's like if uh if i didn't do all of this stuff you know physically to my body and, and whatever else then the sort of guys that i'd be with would be like mouth who does like me um uh, but she can't she her vanity over shadows how she may actually feel where she probably would uh have a great relationship with someone like mouth because they they meet on a um like mental level but she could never do that because like they said in a previous episode because he doesn't look like you know a lucas or a nathan or a dom so, you know so <laughs> well definitely not me but are you um do, does are we saying that from an emotional point of view she can only really connect on an emotional level with someone like mouth but when it comes to someone like hot uncle cooper for full name purposes full name (laughs) she can only really connect on a um physical point of view because maybe he doesn't have the like guys that age don't necessarily have the emotional i mean like her age in in the show don't have the emotional maturity um except like someone like mouth who is 
kind of doesn't have let's say the physical maturity has more of the emotional <laughs> side so it is this where she's changed her appearance so much and kind of craves the emotional side the, the aim is to find someone who um will value her physical side because that's what she's getting at the moment and actually that's that's not enough i, I guess she's kind of working out that that isn't enough what do you think deidre um, I think, yeah, I think it's, I think it's all within her, um, in the sense of, you know, we've said self-worth and all these things, and obviously she got all the plastic surgery, and I think there's a lot of emotional things that she has not worked through, and so it's so much easier to deflect and rely on something that you can, that you know that is good, and, you know, Rachel's confident in the way she looks physically, so I think any guy she goes after, um, that's how she gets her validation. That's how she feels a little bit of self-worth. Um, so, yeah, I think that's her Her emotions won't let her do anything else because she, she doesn't like to be vulnerable, and mouth pushes her to be that. So she tries to run away from him and go to somebody who's going to make her feel comfortable, which for her is um, in a physical sense. So, yeah. Yeah, great points. Well, if if we move on with Brooke a little bit further, she is hosting, leading this pre-wedding party and the host of like the, the skits and everything because she is the maid of honor. Now, to bring bring it down a little bit, to bring it down a little bit, there's something that she does and it annoys me so much. And it happens a couple times in this episode, but it happens a lot throughout the duration of her time on the show because you know i don't want to say how we don't know if she's a full nine or she might not be she might not be uh now people might really disagree with me for this and i'm gonna have to stand up to demonstrate it um and i haven't got socks on so you know maybe i have insecurities about my feet i actually don't but i just is it the leg thing is it the foot thing on the stage oh yeah is that what you're gonna do oh yeah you knew it let me let me show you just in case dom doesn't get it okay this is what she does all of the time just stand and then she'll go just like a little little like puff a little hey look look how cute i am she says the thing you know this is the story of how they do this what the hell is that? What the hell is that? What are you doing? You suddenly got cramp in your leg. Something you got pins and needles. Ugh, what's happened? Has someone just shot you with like a BB gun from a far distance? So it doesn't really hurt, but you're just like, oh, what's that? Did you just get stung by a bee on your leg? You're not sure what's happening. What the hell is it? And what is she doing? Why is she doing it? Deidre, you you, you, know? you were a teenage girl at some point. Were you just doing this? Is this something that teenage no. girls do? No, absolutely not. I don't know. I noticed it for sure. And I, I know what you're talking about. It does happen quite often. I'm not sure. I don't know if that was a conscious choice by Sophia. I'm not really sure. I was like, girl, what are you doing with your leg? I mean, it's it's almost like for a second, I'm like, was she at one point, was she trying to curtsy? And then she was trying. I, I'm not sure. I really don't know. But I noticed it. I think it's like, a, I'm so I'm being so cute right now. I can't even contain it. Ugh. Like, it's mm. Yeah, Dom. It, it made you a lot cuter in that in that moment where you just shared the example. You, you were it was a thing of beauty, to be honest. You're so cute. Look I, at you. I can't contain it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a cheerleader thing. Is it a cheer cheer thing? Maybe it's a 
ready, okay, kind of thing, and that's that's what it's all about. I don't, I've I, ne- again, I've never been a teenage girl or a cheerleader, so I can't can't quite comment on that. I liked that though. I like that move. Um, it, <laughs> I think I honestly think it's just like a it's like a curtsy thing, but just throws a leg up. But it's almost like it's to finish. You'd you'd, you'd never do that at the beginning or middle of a sentence. It's a it's like a little exclamation mark on the sentence. Yeah. The, the, the next time I'm with someone in, in reality, not virtually, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna throw it in. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it at different intervals within within the conversation as well. So like in the middle, at the end, and kind of see what the response is. I think I think we need some sort of feedback on this canvas public opinion. <laughs> I think it only works at the end. I mean, I want to save you some research, but I think maybe do it at the end, but with different variations of sentences. Like say it with an angry sentence and then soften it with a, uh, and say it as, you know, a sad sentence and then, you know, bring the tone back up with, uh, you know, Keith just died. Fuck my life. Uh, oh, no, I'm okay. It evened out. Evened out. Oh my gosh. Definitely. We'll work it out. But, 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 the big part here, there's other little bits there with Brooke, but the big thing here is the confession. So we were saying, Dom, that Brooke goes in this episode from nice to really mean to Haley and immature to nice again and helpful to Rachel to heartbroken. So let's talk about the heartbroken bit. Gets to the end, Peyton says, hey, well, she doesn't say it like this. She should have just said, "Hey, I love, I love Lucas. Don't worry about it," and it would have all been all right. But no, she says, "Hey, I, uh, I love Lucas," and she's like, "As a friend, no, not as a friend." Deidre, what do we think? How do we unpack that? I'm really um, excited to hear Dom thoughts on this, but I mean good for her for going straight for it and just saying I think I still have feelings for Lucas I mean she had to rip the bandaid off and she did it but like I said earlier I feel bad for both of them it's a terrible place for both of them to be in so you know uh, it's it's a hard one what do you think Don? I'd just like to say well done Jake for dodging a massive bullet here for a start that's just that's just you know let's make it clear he brainwashed Peyton into absolutely believing that she was in love with someone else <laughs> she she didn't ever say anything in her sleep he just made that up <laughs> yeah, oh he just literally just went you're in love with someone else it's Lucas you, you said it in your dream you know <laughs> just convinced her to go back and she's like oh okay it's like the Mandela effect <laughs> it was always there really you know but never quite never quite how she uh, thought it would be represented but yeah well done Jake bullet avoided uh, I guess that means Jake is a bit part again I don't think we're again not gonna see it that much of him I don't think uh, Dom, um, also, sorry, just interject, just so I don't forget. You can't listen to this episode back, by the way, um, because we we oh, did okay. a couple Jake-related spoilers at the beginning. Uh, so, no bueno, okay. my friend. Fair enough, fair enough. I won't listen back. Or I can time <laughs> Makes stamp. Makes my life if easier. You, if, you really, if you want to, I can time stamp it for you. But yeah, sorry, go on. Um, and then moving on to the honesty part. Okay, it, the joking aside, it is good that she's been honest with her friend. She's not kind of outlined any intent or intention or or what's going to happen. She's just 
verbalized it and made it and put it out there you know and 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 she she is being honest with with Brooke and um it it it's a moment of vulnerability for her uh, but it's just kind of just from the acting alone it kind of looked like Brooke was going through an absolute whirlwind of emotions you know are they going to cheat again should I step aside uh, and let their romance kind of blossom uh, you know I love him does he love Peyton you know he's always going to save her so clearly there's something that just all these things it was like a it was like all these things that are running through her through her mind and you could sort of see it in the in her eyes and uh, I thought that was really well put together actually uh, and very well performed but yeah I'd be fascinated to see kind of where where this ends up well give us your prediction I I almost feel like Brooks um like Brooke's journey, like you were saying, she's like really bitchy and 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 immature to towards Haley, and kind of created a dress for Haley that she kind of had an image for, rather than what what Haley had kind of specifically asked for. And then there is that change and that development just throughout this episode of understanding people's needs and and taking that on. And I think we're we're gonna get that slight little roller coaster of well, he's my boyfriend, you can. I'm going to swear, get fucked. Um, or Not by Lucas. Uh, and, no. And then she'll kind of go, I can see it. These two are perfect for each other. Why would I stand in the way of of that? And I, I think she she's kind of an, annoyingly like logical about those sorts of things and will turn around and go, you know what? You can have him. I, th- I think you two didn't get a proper shot. Let's go for it. There'll be a bit of like kicking up a bit of fuss beforehand, but I think that's the eventual direction maybe she needs to kind of break up with lucas for lucas to realize he loves peyton as well that's interesting i like that that's, that's i like that one. but it doesn't I didn't, happen I didn't, I didn't think about that that's a good point that's a good poker face Deidre. we like it well <laughs> we've we've got we've got uh we've only got five minutes left um so let's Let's pause here. Let's go into let's go into your judgments, Deidre. So we'll get your judgments, and then they will be. It's like they'll be taken into consideration when we get to the final judgment. But what we do know is that Dom is a bully when it comes to judgments. So I just, for your sake, I hope that his judgment aligns with yours because I feel like he robs a lot of our ravens of um, what is it, joy and uh, what else, um, satisfaction when it comes to you know. Rating the episodes, just me and, me and Sarah, one. me and Sarah against the rest. To be honest, <laughs> well, oh, that's... Deidre, who's your favorite performer of this episode? Oh, this one was hard because I noted what Dom said about Sophia Bush in that last scene, but I think I'm gonna go with Hillary. She was pretty, I mean, sad most of the time, but I thought her facial expressions and crying and stuff like that was was really good, and she was getting hit with a lot of. Um, tough lines for Peyton's character from Jake. So I thought she did really, really well. So I'm going to give it to her. Nice. And what about your favorite character? I have to give it to Jake because we haven't seen him in a while. And although he said yes to marrying her, which was absolutely the dumbest thing ever, um, he was being um, pretty mature and handled it pretty well and didn't flip out on her or anything. So I'm going to give it to Jake. Yeah, nice. And he, and his narration was good. Although the whole fairy yeah. tale narration was nice. What about your favorite background performer? One line or less. I was going to say Ginny, but someone said that um, during the airport episode when she went to the airport. So I think I'm going to say 
one of the basketball players, I guess they were basketball players, that um, Lucas gave like a high five to at the end of the dinner party. It was just this random table of guys that then like approached him. I, I didn't recognize any of them. I know. Like, Who are these people? But yeah, then I realized, oh yeah, he's part of a big basketball team. Yeah. They're the, uh, they're the owners of Dazzle Cloth jerseys. <laughs> Delicious Dazzle Cloth. Uh, what's the next question, Dom? Uh, what was your favorite song of the episode? Uh, the one that was playing, I think, when Peyton's car broke down and the Marcus and Nathan scene. I think it's like the New Amsterdam's Strangled for Thought or something like that. I like that one. Nice. nice. And mm-hmm. your favorite line? I went with something a little lighthearted. It was um, when Haley walked up to Peyton and Brooke when they were setting up and Peyton's like, I think I'm going to go hide the knives. And she walks away. I like that one. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, she's good yeah. at getting those uh, like little little one-liners in. And then last but not least, the precious, precious rating. I'm really interested to see where you're going to go with this. Uh, okay, on three, after three. One, two, three. Eight. Mm, I... Uh, I don't want I, to okay, say. Can I say I something? Want to, please. I was at a se- I was at a seven. Oh, I didn't ask that. Oh, yeah. I, I never I was, asked I was, that. Was, Sorry, go on. That's okay. I was at a seven, and then you guys brought up a couple good points. So I was like, okay, I'll go to an eight. But if you all want to go to a seven, I'm fine with that. I don't think I'd go to a nine. Okay. Would I you, don't think I would do that. Would you go to a six? Um. <laughs> I'm not asking for my point of view. I ask everyone now. I need to know how what's the very lowest they'd go and the very yeah. highest they'd go. I think that was a glare at me, like you dare, <laughs> you dare pick six, Dom. <laughs> I don't think it deserves a six. I think there were good points. I mean, I guess the main person that really their storyline um, thrived was Peyton. You know, there was a lot that happened for her, and then we've got the setup for what's going to happen between Brooke and Peyton. And then we've got, you know, Keith leaving Lucas to college money. And then we see Marcus. I think it's not a six. I don't think I would go to a six. No, so you're you're calling it an eight. If mm-hmm. uh, if Dom gets all bullyish and stuff like normal, it, he, you could potentially go down to a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm, I'm going to fight for what I believe in. <laughs> You can't say, but are you going to say like nine or something? <laughs> you can't tell me, but are you going to say that? Because I said no. I am going to fight for what is right. <laughs> no, you'll see. You'll see. I'm I'll a... listen back. Yeah, yeah, yeah listen, back. listen back. Listen um, yeah. back. Deidre, really appreciate you coming on. Appreciate your support. I, I love your insight. You are incredibly natural at this um and so yeah i could talk to you for hours about this stuff so really look forward to you coming back on the podcast in the future and the next season and you know hope you can make some more watch alongs and things when you're able to you know Mm. with the new job good luck with the new job have a great holiday season thank you I'm sad. I have to say this before I go. I'm sad because you guys are watching the Tyler Hilton and Hillary Burton movie this Wednesday, and I work until 10 p.m. my time. Uh, well, we're watching it tonight. Tonight, actually. Oh, tonight. That's right. It's Wednesday. No, it's Tuesday. But you usually do Wednesday, right? <laughs> yeah, normally yeah, Wednesday. Okay. It Potentially, yeah. depending. I don't know if you messaged back yet, Dom, but potentially we might. But can you? 
maybe potentially we might be watching it next week uh like we we we're either going to watch the finale tonight or the christmas movie and then potentially Mm. watching whatever one the other way next week but we'll work it out but um we really appreciate you dom did you say your nice things to deidre i didn't i haven't had the chance sorry go Uh, on but Thank you, thank you so much for one joining us, two supporting us, and three exactly like Simon said, having like fantastic insight and and getting the opportunity to. Uh, I'm so I'm just gutted that I I was late because of a, a work thing, um, because I would have loved the opportunity to discuss in so much more depth with you, kind of what's going on with uh, with the characters and and it seems like you got through loads of it, um, kind of without me there. So you know maybe a good thing, but yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to the episode that you come on on season four so that we can have a bit more in-depth discussion and I'll make sure I'm not working that day. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. I think I'm coming on for 4.06 maybe, so it won't be too long. Oh, great. Awesome. Love that. And Dom, right. and Dom, we'll circle back when we do our our bit to get your bit. Well, Deidre, appreciate you. And yeah, we'll speak to you soon. Have a great holiday season. All right. Thanks, guys. You too. Thank Take you. Care. Bye, bye, bye. So we are back. Dom, we have a few things to talk about. So we're doing it in reverse order today. We're like on our you and me little bit of time halfway through the podcast. But just a couple of things we didn't get to say at the beginning. So really excitingly, that is a word excitingly, isn't it? Yes, we went to Nando's with some Ravens with Alicia and Magdalena. So we met some of our peoples in real life and it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun it was the first first ravens with it with an exception an exception to kiri because i've known kiri for a long time but um yeah the first ravens that we've we've had the opportunity to meet which was really nice it was great to great to see them and um yeah we had a good time we drunk we all decided to drink orange fanta because it's the closest thing we could get to sunkissed it was a good time. So, uh, yeah, UK people or international people, if you're flying through the UK at any point or visiting or anyone that's around, let us know and we'll love to go to Nando's with you. It's our thing now. We'll go to Nando's, we chop it up, <laughs> good times. So there was that. And then we also got some awesome uh, Drew, Team Drew. We're, we're the Drew crew amazing gifts from sarah sarah we love you appreciate you i put that stuff on instagram so check it out at simon podcasts uh if you're interested it's so cool love all of that and this is all because it will happen in the same night and then dom you got your blue jersey your blue ravens jersey so you can now unveil in audio form (laughs) what number and name you chose my blue dazzle cloth jersey is beautiful by the way i love it um i decided to go with the number one and i've oh i put my finger up for (laughs) one sorry yeah that's code normally shut up dom (laughs) uh yeah i've gone for the number one uh which has no relation to me but it does have a relation to the name the person I got on the back, and I went for drum roll, please. Is it invisible drum roll? Durham. I've gone for yeah. Coach Whitey Durham's <laughs> name. Who? How could I not? What well, a perfect, perfect opportunity to get his name on the back of a Ravens jersey. And there was some some research from was it Marine? 
Marine found it. Of course, it was Marine. Absol- yeah, like without without shadow of a doubt. There, to be honest. Um, yeah, I wanted. I thought I, I I mentioned it as a joke, kind of originally to you, and said, "Wouldn't it be funny if I just got like Whitey's name on there?" Uh, and you were like, "No, that would be that would be brilliant." And then I considered it and thought, actually, yeah, it would be good because you know you've got a blank one, haven't you? Which is kind of you know Scott really, but mm-hmm. is blank and it's part of the show. And I thought actually, I'd quite like something that's that's part of the show as well. That's dope. Love that. And bloody Lauren Love ruined that. that. <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> I've had people, I've had people message me that, like, as in, like, they'll send me, like, a picture of something that, like, you know, of something I'm interested in, like, I don't know, a film prop or something, and I'll be like, oh, so cool, love that, and they'll just put back dot, 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 love that, love that, like, with the, (laughs) like, laughing emojis, I'm like, god damn it. It's like your catchphrase. It's not meant to be, it's like a connector, (laughs) you know, it's just like a, yeah, but... It is it's awesome, and the so Marine screenshotted and found that there it's not happened yet. So when I sent it to you, I had to uh, you know heavily retract it. I'm waving my finger because you know when you put the like black felt marker thing to move, remove loads of the picture, and uh, there's Whitey's jersey um, on the wall, and so yeah, he is number one, which is crazy because in basketball you know they they start at three like the numbers start at three so like in the nba there is no one and two they start at three and go to 99 so i have no idea it may be like back in whitey's day you could do start at one and i don't know why you wouldn't allow someone to have a one i don't know <laughs> why he was just like fuck it i do what i want but he is also like my number one as well so it makes yeah, sense yeah. to have that on the jersey. It does. <laughs> it does. It does make sense. So yeah, awesome. And then we have dun 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 dun, dun a couple of ravens. Oh, some new ravens. Well, the first one, and as people know, if you upgrade your raven status, we take note of that. Don't think we don't see that. We see it. We love it. And then we re-mention you on the podcast. And Dom, this is a friend. This is a, a frequent watch-along attendee. Ooh. It's our good friend, Jamie, who went from junior varsity to varsity. Jamie? Oh, Jamie. You've just become a better raven. A better raven we appreciate you jamie thank you so much appreciate the support you know how we feel about you and then coming in this is this is a new raven this is a pigeon transformation there's an opening coming in and that lineup is is your varsity lineup coach whitey it's emma 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 you paying attention Emma, come on, are you listening? Emma, put that down. Put it, no, no, put it down. That's it. Because you just became a raven. (laughs) Instantly, you're a better person. (laughs) Just with that, you are now better. Whatever it was that you had, you can pick it back up again now, Emma. 
<laughs> I reckon it was Pringles. Oh, yeah, some sort of crisp. Yeah, Pringles, definitely. What flavour? The green ones, sour cream and chive. Yes. What about barbecue? Oh, so good. You know the prawn <laughs> cocktail ones? Yeah. I've literally eaten them so much, but like to the point that they're so flavoursome that I like like to lick the flavour off every now and again. And I've done it to the point that my tongue has bled from Pringles. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Is that more red prawn cocktail flavouring? No, that's my own blood. <laughs> it's a special kind of Pringle that does that, you know? Absolutely. Special kind of person that allows a Pringle to do that. <laughs> Once you pop, your tongue bleeds. Yeah. <laughs> so. Are you a, a like could smash through a whole tube of like absolutely no problem? No doubt. Me too. No doubt. Dom, do you not remember as kids? <laughs> it's a disease. Did you say? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Do you know, right when we were kids? My well, I mention it in the every intro of every episode is my parents had this infamous cupboard in our kitchen that was the sweet cupboard and inside the sweet cupboard was just tons of doritos and chocolate and just everything that is not good for you right and um like i just i spent my whole time at half 10 taking my snacks up to my to my bed but when i got older like, my mum just started to leave the snacks next to my bed. Like, as in, I'd like I'd get home from doing whatever, and I'd go to get into bed, and there'd just be, like, a massive, you know, like, pack of, um, like, Cadbury's, uh, you know, like, caramels and big blue Doritos and stuff. She didn't leave the drinks there, but that's, that's a good thing, mum, because I need the drinks to be cold. But I used to just have a feast in bed. You know, this is before I met F, so on my own. Um... <laughs> Just every night, just like Chris, chocolate, can of Coke, good <laughs> Delicious, delicious Coke. <laughs> and and now I try to still do it, you know, and uh, my my metabolism isn't the same. You know? <laughs> it can't, has a di- can't process these things as easily. <laughs> so I've developed asthma. I just... <laughs> My lungs are literally saying, no more Doritos, please. <laughs> we can't breathe. <laughs> Stop licking Pringles. <laughs> but I-, I can't not finish whatever it is. I say if it was a big family size, you know, made, and it says on it, 20% extra for sharing. I look at it, 20% extra for me, you mean. <laughs> 20% but... extra for Simon. <laughs> yeah. If I open that... I'm not saving it. I've opened a dip to go with it. I'm finishing the bag and I'm finishing the dip. Whether I finish one before the other, doesn't matter. They're both being finished, right? You're not saving. You don't put the lid back on the dip and put it back, do you, Dom? No, 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 no. There's no putting lids back on. There's no rolling up the bag and putting that away. That's. If anything, they're just going to go stale and go nasty. Yeah. So you're doing you're doing the food a favour, really, aren't you? Preserving the, the quality and the goodness so yeah i like to think so it's a waste otherwise you're wasting food funny enough i found out an interesting well i say interesting fact i i didn't know that doritos were first made or invented in 1966 
<laughs> I found that out today. I thought I'd share that with you, seeing as you brought them up. <laughs> I'm completely like, you look completely I'm, bedazzled. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for the connector. I thought there was going to be like a, and that's the year that something happened, or it was done because you said 1966. I was like, England won the World Cup. Is it because? Something happened there that influenced the creation of Doritos, or you're literally just telling. I could say like, and Coca Cola was created in 1849. I don't know. I'm making it up, but is that literally the limit of the fact? That, that is, that's the limit of the fact. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I wanted okay. to. I wanted to, to to share it with you. I thought you'd be interested. Thank you. I I, I had no idea Doritos were that old. Okay, so when did you think they were created? Like in the 80s or something? Yeah, 80s or like early 90s. Basically, they were invented when we started eating them. (laughs) So 1987, there was nothing before that. Doritos, Pringles. Coke. What else do we like? Coke, (laughs) sure. We know Coke goes way back. Yes, absolutely. So... Anyway, shall we move chocolate, on? G- chocolate ganache. <laughs> Gan- or, ganache. Or, or by its other name, an eclair. <laughs> oh, I told God. F that. She found it hilarious. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. You buy them. I just eat them. <laughs> I just eat what's in front of me. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to share it with you. <laughs> I resent you for looking at it. Get away. Going back to eating my car again. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you like white chocolate or just milk chocolate? I, that's well, I can tell you very clearly. I like milk chocolate. I like white chocolate. I do not like dark chocolate. Dark <laughs> chocolate is like, hey, here's something you really love. And I've taken a shit on it. Now have it. Like, why ruin something so delicious? It's its original form. I don't give a shit. Which give me a which one tree hill character is a dark chocolate eater? Oh, Peyton. I was literally about to say, like, definitely Peyton. <laughs> Maybe hey, Karen as well. I think Haley would try it and pretend to like it, but then go and scoff on some like white chocolate. Okay, here's a good, here's a fun game. A game of like your popularized chocolate bars you know i'm talking you know kit kats mars bars etc etc which character would like what and let's do it the other way around let's do it from the chocolate bar point of view oh so like who eats okay i've got someone in mind already but like who's someone that eats a snickers are you thinking dan of course oh that's surely like yorkie a Yorkie for Dan. Yeah, because they're not for girls and he's going to smash one down. <laughs> but no, Snickers, Snickers makes sense. It's got, it's full of nuts. He loves that. <laughs> Could see both. I mean, yeah, okay. What about a Kit Kat and a Kit Kat? <sighs> That's so Jake. <laughs> well, like the old school, like the four bar Kit Kat. Yeah. Shares some with Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. So Jake, isn't it? Something wakes Shares up. some with a homeless person, gives them a stick. There's four sticks. There's one for him, one for Jenny, one for a homeless person, and then one for... Nikki. Because he's even that nice to his enemy. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 
Okay, what about a Mars bar, which I think in America is called... I think a Mars bar is a Milky Way in America. Isn't oh, that crazy? That's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I think that's what it's called. I'm going to have to check. But who do you think would be a Mars bar? Mm. Good question. Or would you like Mars bars, sorry. Probably... <laughs> Probably, probably Nathan. I put Mars bar in America, and the first thing that's come up is Minge, a Minge chocolate bar. <laughs> put that down. Do not eat that. That, <laughs> that is horrendous. That can't be right. <laughs> shall I? Shall I look as well? Put in. Just put into Google Mars bar in America, and just see if the first thing that comes up says Minge chocolate bar. Uh, put in those exact words, Mars bar in America. Yeah, that's what I've put in. <laughs> have you got? Have you got a minge? <laughs> do you have a minge or not? I do not have a minge. It's okay. Up... I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have to share my screen. It says Milky Way <laughs> is a brand of Mars bar. Oh, commonly known as Mars I... bar. Okay, so I got it. I did. I got it right. But if you look on my screen, I've got a minge. Oh my god! Look! Look two over. Three over. I know, I know. That's just outrageous. This what? is these are ads that have come up from Google. Oh my god! For Amazon, they're Amazon. It's novelty chocolate. It says it's a novelty joke chocolate bar. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm getting you a bar of Minge <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> oh, do, does that translate in America? Do Americans know what Minge is? No, I don't. Please let them know. <laughs> Not just Americans, like anywhere else in the world. I imagine Australia knows what Minge is. <laughs> I'm sure they can guess. They don't need me to tell them. No, because someone might think it's a male reproductive organ and going around saying, "Yeah, hey, you min, you Minge head." <laughs> well, I think you've given given them enough of a clue there as well. <laughs> But, okay, yes, look, a, a Mars bar is called a Milky Way. See, I had it. I had it right. Well, that's definitely a Nathan chocolate bar. Okay. Because it's it's close to a Snickers, but it's not quite there. Yeah, it's like a baby Snickers. Yeah. It's the Snickers <laughs> without the nuts. Okay, well, what would Lucas be then? Bounty. Oh, <laughs> oh I hate Bounty. Yes. Don't say that. <laughs> I hate coconut. I hate it. He's a hundred percent a bounty. Cause you get in a bounty, you don't get like a whole bar, do you? You get two little bars in the packet. Do you know what I mean? Trash. So he's just he's like two sides of one coin. So he's just. <laughs> what would you, what Can... do you, what do you think he is? Okay, so I'm saying that it's what about a Twix? You think Lucas is a Twix? Yeah, I think Twix would work. Okay, I'll go with that. You go with Twix? Yeah, I appreciate. I appreciate that he might be a Twix. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what about um Brooke? We've changed it up now. We've changed. We've gone from now character it's to It's easier this way. It's easier <laughs> this way. Um a crunchy? Maybe a always oh, is Deb a galaxy? Oh my 
god galaxy's so good <laughs> so it's so smooth melt in your mouth delicious so deb oh my god it's actually all orga- <laughs> it's actually a, a, a bar of galaxy is pretty much orgasmic like i could oh gosh it's so good so yes, yeah, definitely Deb. Yeah, gone. <laughs> oh gosh. Haley would be something super boring, milky like bar. a yeah, just straight up. She's the Milky Bar kid, isn't she? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The goodness yeah. that's in Milky Bar. She's she's all of that, isn't she? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I think Brooks probably move. Smarties. Can you count? It's not a bar. Yeah. Smarties are trash though as well, aren't they? I don't like Smarties. Do you? You got to get a fucking massive handful of Smarties and shove them all in at once. <laughs> really have to chew. <laughs> but Smarties, you... Smarties over here and in, in, in America are different, aren't they? It's not the same. Oh, what are they called in America? No, I think I think they have Smarties in America, but they're not the same as English Smarties. I th- I'm pretty, oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, or then if not that, she could be at Eminem, maybe. Maybe, like the crunch. Did you say crunchy for her originally? Yeah, for Brooke, that's not a bad shot. Honey, honeycomb. That's not a bad shot. Okay, well, <laughs> let's leave this chocolate uh, discussion for now, and let's go into One Tree Hill. So we talked a lot with Deidre about. Lots of characters, but you can't. You missed an opportunity here and there to, you know, throw your perspective in. So, forget talking about what they went through in the episode because we've already talked about that. Uh, just talk to me about like your general thoughts of them in this episode and your prediction going forward. So, Peyton, Like, how did you find her in the episode in general? And then what do you predict for her going forward? Um, I'm trying to be nice to Peyton because... (laughs) (laughs) Spit out whatever you're drinking. Like, as whatever... It was a difficult episode for Peyton. But on the back of the previous episode, I'm thinking, oh, for God's sake, just... We need to... We need to push this story on. And, And like I mentioned earlier... It was good that Jake was like, go and go and seek out this, you know, these feelings that you've got. Go and try and, you know, make something happen there because I think that's important. And as as much as I, you know, love you, I want I want to do what's right, and I want you to be comfortable with your decisions. Um, I thought he was going to say, as much as I want you to do what's right, I just want to do you. I want to do you. Let me just do you before you go. Just get that out of the way and see how we get on. One for the road? <laughs> I've just used the lawnmower 4.0. I've got 20% off. Free shipping. O-N-E-T-R-E-E. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, go on. So, like, there's a moment where, you know, where Peyton's car breaks down and Nathan turns up and she's like, I just need to clear my head for a minute. Like you've you've had like that whole drive to clear your head, do you know what I mean? And your car's broken down. What's I don't understand Nathan's turning up to her suddenly having to clear her head. I know it's in relation to Nathan probably saying, Oh, Lucas normally bails you out of these situations. 
happened. I, yeah, I we didn't t- we haven't t- spoken about Marcus yet or Nathan really, but I thought that that was that whole thing was just a plot device to get Marcus there to talk to Nathan. I thought her bit in that was just void, really. Well, we know that the car is subject to breaking down, uh, and Lucas is away, and she knows that. So I, I guess the next best option was to phone Nathan. Um, and yeah, Marcus has now taken on the the towing business. We know it's lucrative. Um, Very. Yeah, that's that's where the money is. So fair play. Always. God rest Keith. R.I.P. Rest <laughs> in paradise, my man. Yeah, my your slab of beef. Um, yeah, just I wasn't overly thrilled with Peyton in this episode. I'll say that it it was a it was a necessary kind of emotional episode for her to to get to the the point at the end that actually needed to happen you know you can tell that she's in this kind of turmoil about bottling up how much she's in love with lucas i've been saying for ages it's you know this has got to come out where i knew that he was the, the the one for her and i'm so pleased that this has happened i'm so pleased that that this has come true and that that my prediction was right because I really couldn't see it going any other way. You know, Jake's reintroduction threw me a little bit, made me a bit nervous. I was thinking, oh God, am I actually off on this one completely? But no, no, Jake put us back on track. So thank you, Jake, for that one. Um, but yeah, I think her having the opportunity to actually tell Brooke how she feels uh, is good. Lucas obviously knows how she feels, so that's good. But the kind of, the reality of them doing that performance at the end where they're supposed to be Haley and Nathan kind of really shook her. And that was a good moment. The, the rest of her episode, I, I wasn't particularly keen on. But yeah, that that moment was, was a good moment. Yeah, nice. Well put. I, I said to Deidre that I really liked the... Um, how they had to use... They used the flashbacks and it was like... The, it's like the sound effect that John Nordstrom used when it's like like sort of going through with the uh, whole situation of all of the history, you know, of and you know, you're always saving me, and like you just said, it all clicking together. I thought that was put together really well. Yeah. And okay, let's talk about. Should we talk about Nathan? We haven't spoken about Nathan. Give us a synopsis on Nathan. You do these the best. Well, Nathan, Let me grab my goblet. <laughs> goblet of fire. Oh, you got two drinks today. Two drinks, Simon. Two drinks Tuesday. Mu- <laughs> oh, it's Tuesday today, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The, the mug The mug is water, uh, but I've run out of glasses. And dishwasher needs to be put on. And then this is wine. Because <laughs> one year... Well, not because. I'd be drinking wine regardless, but... One year ago, right now, I was in the hospital room for yeah our, for our little man. It's his one one year birthday tomorrow. But at this point, like we thought he was going to be born today on the fourteenth. But as you know, all the women are listening, and dads and people that know that have babies or been around babies. So actually, a long process. <laughs> and we were there for lie. a good few days. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to be in and out like an appointment. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, so uh, he was actually born at ten fifteen at night. So 
like another 24 hours from when we're actually recording but uh it's crazy man this year's gone really quickly and then also so much has happened within the year it doesn't feel quick if that makes sense yeah there's there's elements that feel like it's like proper dragged on but i mean just thinking about all the all the prep we did before your little one was born you know in terms of like okay we need to record like five or six episodes of this to to make sure that we're ahead so that we've still got stuff being released because you weren't going to be free for like the rest of december slash pretty much all of um, january and that's flown by absolutely flown by It's, it's scary that that was that was a year ago that's mad and and we didn't even miss a week we didn't miss a week in that this is crazy uh but yeah it's like i when i can remember being at the hospital it feels like it was like a week ago um but then when i think back of like all of it seems like it was super recent but also when i look at him now he's like walking and like he can you know almost run a little bit and it's yeah it's crazy it's been a great year i mean it's also been a hard a terrible year for the world but it's been a great year for me personally you know mm. so and this podcast has been a fantastic outlet and i said it on when we were at nando's that there's never been an episode that we've done or recorded or anything where it's ever felt fake or i've ever not had a good time like i've always laughed you know it's something you've said or our raven said or whatever i've always thought ah oh, that was a good a good time it's never been like I just wasted an evening. It's always been like, oh, that was great, and yeah, that's special. I think there's not been any moments where it's been like, oh, this is like pulling teeth. It's been really good flow, and it's always it's always been fun. Yeah, we sound like this is our last episode. This is not our last episode. There's there's so much more of this to do. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's good. It's good times. Um, so yeah, you're chugging but, down, chugging down the wine as much as oh, you yeah. can. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Yeah, so I, yeah, give us your synopsis, and I'm going to sip on the wine while listening. <laughs> well, Nathan has quite um, quite an easy episode for Nathan, you know, considering the last one. You know, we had the the no shot free throw and being involved in all these games, uh, and this was kind of like a celebration of Nathan and and Haley's. Um, you know relationship from kind of introduction to to one another to the proposal um and nathan's role in this was kind of like peacemaker wasn't it it was you know he saw the dress he wasn't supposed to see the dress Haley hated it it wasn't her style and um it was actually nathan that says you know what you need to talk to your friend about it or accept it because because she's your friend and she's tried to do something really nice for you and has basically made this dress and it's free other than, you know, maybe paying for the materials. So, you know, just let's just go with it. You know, you'd look good in, in anything kind of thing. That, and that's kind of the flow. And it's just like, you, if you've got an issue, you, you kind of got to talk to, to Brooke about it. But actually, at the end of the day, let's just, let's just go with it. Um, because I, I reckon part of that is we've done the wedding thing before we are actually married and it, I, he personally, he doesn't, it doesn't matter to him what she's wearing, you know, cause she's, she's going to look beautiful in anything in his eyes, I think is what is the point that he's making. Well done. Ah, oh, damn it. Damn it. Damn it. I really wanted to impress you then. 
Ah, uh, if it was a uh, a beta box, no uh, wedding, then the bride and groom would be naked. What is it? What is Troy? <laughs> what is Troy? A beta Z. Ah, oh, what did I say? Beta box. <laughs> oh, I try. <laughs> I tried, didn't I? You Come on, I really it. tried. I didn't know what you were talking about. I was like, oh my God, he's he's totally lost it. What's happened? The uh, So I'm watching Star Trek because Dom and I are covering Star Trek on the podcast. <laughs> and last night in the episode that I was watching, Teabag from Prison Break, the actor, <laughs> was in an arranged marriage with Troy, who's a psychic on the Enterprise. And she's a beta... She's, said. An, she's an empath, not a psychic. It's different. She can sense emotions. She she can't read minds. That's, um, and she's a beta zoid. <laughs> zoid Z. What was it? Uh, she 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 is a beta zoid from beta Z. There you go. Both <laughs> and and uh, but when they get married, when they get when they get married, they do it naked. So I tried to make a joke. It didn't quite work out. But respect the effort, please. I'm proud of you for the attempt. It's the wine talking. You'd have been fine without that. <laughs> I just just had my first sip. <laughs> what was cracking me was cracking me <laughs> up on on the last episode? <laughs> like every time I'd have like a brain freeze, you just take a puff, take a little puff of the inhaler. It's that one that does your brain, isn't it? <laughs> the blue one. <laughs> take a puff. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then more Nathan. So Nathan also helps out Marcus. Helps out Marcus. Invites Marcus to um, their little engagement kind of do and party. Shall we cover Marcus at the same point? Because all of Marcus is with Nathan, Nathan. isn't yeah, it? Definitely. And like, I mean, Nathan and Marcus have that moment of things have changed. You know, Nathan is surprised he's dropped out of school. I'm guessing he's not noticed him around. Um, well, he's been busy playing all the basketball games since Lucas has left, and um, carrying the team. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, just one man team. And you know, he he almost like tries to encourage Marcus to to come back to school. Says, you know, if you fancy coming back, Haley's a really good tutor, and there's a really really good moment there. Um, and Marcus almost, you know, is is really reflective, isn't he? Actually, you know, they've they've gone through a lot. It's made him think a lot. And um, he, he sort of almost wishes that he could go back to kind of change how he was, um, which mm. is, you know, I think at one point he even like references and is like, I guess, I guess that's the point, you know, is guess, guess that's what Jimmy was after. Yeah, I think that's when he says, um, oh, you know, Haley, and he said, not really, but I guess that's the point in that no, none of, no one really knew anybody or took the time to know each other with kindness and that was the point of why this the jimmy situation happened but another poignant line that he said that i really liked was he said um i wish i could go back you know and sort of talk to that kid or something like that talk to that kid or be kind to that kid and and he's like oh you mean jimmy and he's like uh, yeah him too but you know like i mean as in talking about himself mm. and remember how much of a douche he was in that episode to where he is now it's like a completely different person like how did it make you feel like were you happy to see that 
that progression or like um you know did it make you feel empathetic towards him where before we we were saying that jimmy should have lined him up and executed him if you remember (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean you you feel that you feel sympathy and empathetic towards him and i guess i guess the character change is is good is he's seen that sorry he's seen that um he used to be a dick and he you know he's a total twat and probably didn't have any real true close friends that you know actually cared about him or that he really cared about and this was kind of like an eye-opening life-changing event for him it's just a shame that he's kind of dropped out of school and and isn't gonna sort of finish off like any sort of exams or anything and and you know even potentially go to college or whatever because um that could make a a real difference to him i suppose if he was to go back and and now be the person that he's he's become and um nathan inviting him along to their do and their their event was was a really nice thing and and the fact that he went as well kind of shows a bit of change like a real change of character because you know i think previously probably gone you know what the hell i'm not i'm not going to that Maybe this is what everybody needs. Everybody needs to be punched in the face by skills, and they'll have a complete character <laughs> character change. And uh... well, yeah, I think what I like about it is it shows that we go through things and we learn and we change, and this is evident with most people. And that it was an extreme situation. But he has taken something out of it. I mean, positive in terms of he seems like a more self-aware person. Negative in that he's not in school and you know, potentially has thrown him off of his path. I mean, what is your prediction? Do you predict that he, you know, Haley will tutor him? Do you predict that he will continue to? He won't go to school. Will we see him again? Will we never see him again? Like, what what is in store for Marcus? I'm not, I'm not too sure. Again, it's it's quite difficult. There's there's some predictions I can make, and I I feel like, like this is a path that I can definitely see for this person, and this is what I'll choose. So, um, but when it comes to Marcus, I'm not sure. I I don't think he's going to be like long standing. I can't imagine that at all. You know, he's not, he's not like Cooper, where he's like filling a void or filling a gap, which I said would happen from his first introduction. Like he's the sort of character that would fill the void for someone and this is what he's now doing you know in terms of you know, for keith um he is no keith though he's not he may definitely not keith wouldn't sleep with a 16 year old or 17 year old or whatever no they've got to be at least twice that age not intentionally oh my what i mean <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry, <laughs> what? Like, Cooper didn't know how old Rachel was, and then found out and still did it. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, if Keith was in a similar situation, he wouldn't continue. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, it wasn't that. It's the way he was like, he can't do any wrongs. Like, 
he would murder anyone on purpose. Like, you know, <laughs> he pulled the trigger. But he didn't know the bullet going through their brain would kill them. He's <laughs> not a monster. It's like... <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. That's yeah, cracked me. That, there, there's the example, you see. Now, even we, this podcast could go all the way down the pan now. It doesn't matter because <laughs> we had that moment. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Nice. That's good. <laughs> I feel like anyway. Keith's on the other on the other end of the spectrum. I feel like Keith Keith wants cougars or nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's if it's not uh, a slightly older lady on a rug by a fire, it's not worth it. Mm. Oh my god, dead by a fire on a rug. I mean, Galaxy did he not <laughs> chocolate bar? Did he not win MVP right there? <laughs> give him a ring. Give him a give him a Super Bowl ring. He did it. You did it, buddy. And it was your brother's <laughs> wife. <laughs> oh, oh god. Oh dear. Oh, so. <sighs> Yeah, anyway, um, don't know Marcus. what we were talking about. So oh yeah, Marcus. <laughs> How did we get from Marcus to Keith wouldn't wouldn't on purpose sleep with a sixteen year old? Because I because I said that Marcus isn't there to replace anyone like Cooper is with Keith. So hot, and so hot Uncle Cooper, hot yeah. Uncle Cooper, hot get it right. Uncle Cooper. Get sorry, it. thank you. Um, uh, yeah, I, I Marcus might appear in the next one. But it will be like, I'm leaving Tree Hill. Thanks for inviting me to your wedding or whatever. But uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going or whatever. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, I reckon the next episode is probably the wedding. That would sort of fit. That would make sense. Because if we want the a next episode is the finale, man. Yes, yeah, that's, that's fucking that's nuts. I'm, that's why I'm hoping it's the wedding. <laughs> because then like crazy stuff will happen at the wedding. So we've had like crazy stuff that's happened in the, the two finales that we've already seen and then the third one could be the wedding day and then more sort of nonsense and Ma- craziness ensues so that's that's what i'm ho- kind of hoping for magdalena got really angry the, the, the tonight before we started recording um she was asking about i don't know something and uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> and i was like she's saying about the <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. What is Five minutes of laughter. Oh god! I don't know. Can you see this? Oh, is it, yeah. Tears in my eyes. Oh god! Hello. You went really red then. Oh, oh my god! I actually got tears in my. <laughs> oh my god! Dear lord! Oh, oh god! <laughs> right, back to back to normal. Right, you were telling me. Delena got really angry about something and and 
<laughs> so it's about the um about the watch along for, yeah yeah oh, okay, okay. Uh, and um she said are we watching the finale next week and i said oh we're not sure we might watch it tonight um could like depending on the watch alongs or what people want to do because we're doing the christmas film or whatever and she was just like she got really angry because she's working tonight um and she said that I don't know why that's so funny. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> um, and I, I said, I yeah. And she said, um, I said, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to watch it tonight. But we're going to watch a Christmas movie. But we might ask people if they'd rather watch the finale because we didn't know we were going to do this, and then we decided to do it and whatever. And she said that people might get angry because this is like a 316 episode where it's so massive that people would be upset if they don't get proper notice to be able to watch it. Ping it out there now. Should we ping it out there now? You're desperate. Is it because you don't want to watch? Is it because you don't want to watch the Christmas film? That's part of it. But I really want to watch the next episode of this. I really want to kind of see off this series i think it'd be great to go into christmas knowing having having that just well, could it what if we did if we we normally do like 15 minutes of chat right at the beginning what if we did no chat and we just like we press play as soon as we get on and then we could we watch both i've got what time i've got work quite early tomorrow that's the only problem so we'll, we'll okay. start with our watch along traditionally we end up talking for about an hour so we we start at 11 p.m our time bearing in mind that you call me a bully and sometimes we finish the the podcast late you know only by about three or four minutes but you know hashtag make them wait and then (laughs) we we get to talking to everyone and because we enjoy talking to everyone so much that's that's about an hour gone so we don't normally start watching till about midnight and then the episode about 40 minutes or so so yeah, we're not well. Plus, you haven't loaded it up, so we've got to do all that. So <laughs> it's about one o'clock before for us before we actually finish. So I, yeah. I, we couldn't do the film as well. I, yeah, I reckon. Out. I reckon. I reckon if we. <laughs> I reckon we should watch the episode. I really, really want to watch the episode. I reckon we ping out. We either ping out a message, or when we get to the watch along, whoever's there, we say we're going to watch the episode. And if yeah, people well, want to watch it again, well, we can watch it again, but. That my first reactions will have already gone. Well, let, okay. Well, let's to make it fair. Just when when we get when we get on, let's just let's just do a vote. And if they vote that they want to watch the episode, then we'll watch that. If they want to watch the film, we'll watch that. And if we don't watch the film, then we will make that up at another time. Like we'll work out a time before Christmas, yeah, uh, so that we can watch it. So we won't abandon that. Uh, but if it if it's close, we'll have to go with the film. I say if it's like sixty forty because we promised the film, we let them vote on Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> it's your job to convince I them. I just then, know isn't the it? film's so. gonna be shit. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. So Nobody's fucking you. seen it. That's why. Oh my god. <laughs> do you even know do you remember what it's called? Something on on the on the bayou? On the bay? I have can no you idea. guess? You can guess. Tyler Hilton on the bayou. No, <laughs> it's a Christmas film. I don't know. What's it called? Christmas, Christmas on the Bay. Christmas on the Bay. It sounds awful. You don't know anything about it. Hashtag made for TV. Uh, Emily suggested it, and you love Emily. That is true. <laughs> so, there's some, there's some respects on it. Okay. Like, if it's if it's fairly, you know, if there's, like, two people that say, oh, we want to watch the film, we're like, no, you're not watching the film, sorry. If it's two out of ten, like, if it's then, there, it's 80% for the finale, then we'll go with the finale. So we have to have at least 80%, 75%. Yeah, I think 75 is fair, yeah. Like, a good three quarters of the watch-along are like, yes, does my vote count? Yeah. Super. What are you voting for? Don't vote for the fucking film. (laughs) Honestly. Joke, man. (laughs) If I get you you a tube of prawn cocktail Pringles, will you individually lick each one? Until my tongue bleeds, yes. (laughs) One or the other. Just (laughs) lick. (laughs) Uh, What What have we made here? An award-winning <laughs> podcast, Dom. The biggest One Tree Hill podcast, not including cast members. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about? Marcus. So, yeah, he's not sure with him now. <laughs> we, we've, we've gone on so many tangents since since he arrived, so... I reckon I reckon he might be in the wedding episode... If the next episode is a wedding, so he might be in the next oh, episode. That's what. That's what. That's how we got there. Yeah, the next yeah, episode and, is big, and then, and then that's it for him. I can't. I, maybe he'll crop up every now and then to tow a car away, but I can't imagine he'll be doing anything uf- useful. So okay. it'd be good if if Lucas ended up being a, like having the the towing business, being like, like of, the Keith protege. Even if it was still called Keith Scott Motors, it's still like or Dan opens up a little. Like opens up his um, car dealership again and has Keith Scott Motors sort of still running. That would be a nice touch, considering he murdered him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do something. Do something. Or oh, he still doesn't know. Who tried to he murder still him? Doesn't. Yeah, he still doesn't know the truth, or he thinks he does. Oh, could that come out in the next episode? Oh my God, Dan Gilt. I'm finding out he actually, yeah, that he killed his brother for no reason. Ooh, that would be exciting, wouldn't it? Could you imagine finding out that you killed you killed me, but I didn't do whatever you thought I did? What would what would I have to do for you to kill me? I don't know. It'd have to be pretty extreme. I'm I'm quite easy going, to be fair. <laughs> That's good. 
That's good. Good, great. Okay. Well, for me, some if someone eats loudly near me, I'm reaching for a weapon. So. They're dead. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I, I was going to put this out on Instagram, and I thought um, this might be people might get annoyed by this. So I thought, uh, so let's put it out on this medium. My son is one, one years old tomorrow in like an hour and a half. Well, technically, technically 24 hours, but you know what I mean by calendar day. And. And. And he eats and chews with his mouth closed. Did I teach him that? No, I would have. Sure. But it's not time yet. Uh, He just knows this instinctively or he's very clever one of the two it could be either but he does not open his mouth when he chews and he he's a thorough chewer he'll chew that down doesn't eat with his mouth open so what's everybody else's fucking excuse Dom? <laughs> it's, it's learned behavior isn't it how about you close your mouth because i don't want to see it i don't want to hear it i really don't want to hear it close it close it <laughs> lips come together airtight close it <laughs> breathe through your nose and we'll all just get along fine how do you feel about it yeah yeah I'm with you on this I'm absolutely with you make it happen if anyone is against us Dom will fight. <laughs> Dom will. Tom won't be so easy going. <laughs> and then we find out later that actually they just had a cold and they had to keep their mouth open because you know their nose was blocked and we get terrible guilt because we killed them for no reason. It all circles back round. <laughs> okay, so uh, the skits. Nathan in the skits. Gigi takes her shot. Well, well played, Gigi. That's honestly. I thought it was genius. She's like, uh, I can't remember the lines. I go straight in for a kiss. And she she holds it. She holds it for a while. And then is like, wait, we messed up. Let's do it again. <laughs> it was a good moment. It was nice to kind of see the character coming back into it as well. Because she's only in, I think she's only been in like four episodes. Mm. A like total. Uh, I mean, one of the episodes was um, her getting the, the gig with Mouth. Then it's, yeah. then it's, Midnight Madness. Yep. Then the last she, one. Yeah, the last one she was... I, I don't know if she had a line or not, but she was definitely sat next to Mouth for the yeah. basketball games. And then this one. So, yeah, it's like the, her fourth episode. So, yeah, fair play. She had, a, she had a good moment. I meant to add about this one, and this is credit to the chat on, um, on the watch along, but the people were saying that there was... The reason that like mouth and some of, and skills and some of the other people weren't in this episode, they said in the episode that they were sick. Well, apparently in real life there was a bug going around the set, and so some of them are actually sick in real life, so they couldn't film. So I'm guessing like skills and mouth, they would have like been in the skits playing some of the characters, and that's why they used like Fergie, maybe Gigi, or maybe they had that joke in already. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Oh, fair enough. It's, it's good that they've, you know, kept that in, and everybody's become an understudy for everybody else. So, also allows like some of the others to 
to have an opportunity, doesn't it? You know, exactly like I said, so Fergie and um, Trash. Junk's in there. <laughs> trash. I knew he was going to say that. And Junk would have, may, might not have got that opportunity had they, um, had the others not been ill. So that's pretty cool. The guy that plays Junk is in like quite a big show now. Like, is in he's like a main guy in a show now. Uh, like, oh, okay. he plays like a sheriff or something. I don't know what it is. I just seen it on Instagram. But uh, <laughs> the Walking <yeah>. Dead <laughs> <laughs> could be for all I know. Came up on that a long time ago. But yeah, uh, but it is nice for them to get an opportunity to you know rotate in, and we get a little Bevan moment. She's in there. Yeah, the skits and stuff is cool, and this is very true to life, because when I was working at the summer camp, even when we were doing, like, staff training and stuff, they would do, like, skits and things, and they'd, like, get people up to do skits and things, so, like, and I I used to really love it, because it's like, wow, this is great, as long as I'm not involved, I don't have to actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I was most impressed with is that there's some really good actors in, in these little skits, being bad at acting which i thought was mm. good like it's like it's chad probably, chad yeah, did it well yeah he he did bad acting really well um but like it, it was good acting that he was acting badly oh it's really hard to explain but yeah they he, he did it he did a really good job of that i thought yeah he's like gee golly that was some good loving Haley. <laughs> oh yes oh yeah so, okay, so then, uh, what happened, yeah, that's kind of it with with Nathan, isn't it, really? Like you said, he has kind of like a relaxed episode. Shall we, let's talk about Hayley. So Hayley is on the receiving end of some, you know, some nastiness from Brooke. She dishes some out back herself, but I think it's in retaliation but when she she gets she's hitting on a what do you call it like a punching bag? This is new. We haven't seen her do this before. Yeah, that was, came out of nowhere. Like the altercation that she has with Brooke, I actually think she's like well within her right there to kind of mm. say this isn't me. I'm kind of looking for something a little bit more me. And um, like Brooke's Brooke's like pushing back, saying no, this is more like you. And she's like. Brooke, you were going to put feathers on it. That's that's not me. That's you know that's something that you want to do. But I, I don't want that. And it, it creates this whole world of yeah, just the, this whole moment. Sorry of um, like bitchiness and nastiness, and they insult each other's fashion sense. You know, like go to the slut store or whatever and slut barn, yeah, the slut barn, yeah. And then Haley's like, well, you would know. It's just kind of those sorts of moments. And yeah, then she has a a punch bag and. I'm guessing, is it is it Nathan's? Is it is it actually hers? I, I don't know. Well, ha- have you ever seen uh, the movie Million Dollar Baby? Uh, yes, I believe so. Hilary Swank. Hilary Swank. Now, I think Bethany Joy Lenz, in some attributes, in some moments, looks a bit like Hilary Swank, and I think that came out in this episode when she was hitting the bag. That <laughs> she wasn't paralyzed and then they didn't unplug her at the end spoilers Dom (laughs) spoilers 
my gosh what else you got what's in the box in seven and what happened it's, to jack at the end of titanic huh? gwyneth paltrow's head and jack drowns <laughs> wait does he drown or does he freeze both i think he's already <laughs> dead on the door isn't he Ish. coming up soon on our podcast channel titanic <laughs> It's the 9th of January. The 9th of January. Yes. <laughs> Hear all about our door theories. Um, yeah, she hits the bag. I think it's a good moment, though, because Nathan consults her, helps her get through it, talks about the Marcus stuff. He's kind of the level-headed one, which is, dare I say, a juxtaposition to what we're used to in their relationship, where... Haley is usually playing that role for hot-headed Nathan. But yeah, she's good. Besides that, we've kind of already mentioned it. You said about her um, offering to tutor Marcus, but the big turnaround, she has two scenes with Dan, which are Dan's like only scenes, so we can talk them through. One where he's sort of being a bit creepy across the street, and she comes out, Haley comes out and sort of says, look, you're making our customers nervous. Deb's not working today. And he's actually wanting to talk to her about Nathan and saying, you know, how happy he is that she is with Nathan and that actually it doesn't matter who gets him to reach his potential as long as he gets there in the end. And uh, and then she goes to him at the beach house at the end to invite him to the wedding which is really nice. So she's like giving him a chance. What did you uh, like, think? You, like massive moments, both of them. You know, him him for one, saying he's glad that he's with Haley and he's definitely with the right person. It's the best decision of his life, considering how nasty he's been about Haley this entire time. Uh, Hades. Yeah, Hades, to, to suddenly like completely 180 and, and change his mind on that and... Um, and her invitation to him towards the end and saying, we want you to come. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to work in terms of keeping distance from Deb, but, you know, hopefully he doesn't create too much of an issue at the wedding, but it's Dan. So maybe this was his intent all along. My, my distrust of all TV characters stems from Dan Scott. So um, (laughs) I have absolutely no idea what he's got planned but it seems like if he plays sincere enough he can get back in with them and i think his way through to nathan now he's worked out is through Haley. get Haley on side i've got nathan on side takes away all the other noise i reckon i i think i just want to take this moment to say just in case i haven't said it enough on this podcast but dan scott has got to be one of the best characters in tv ever i love it when he's on screen i just think paul johansson puts in such amazing performances his character is really complicated and layered and nuanced i just love him it's so good so good i'll be severely heartbroken if when we go to wilmington in 2024 slash 25 or whenever it is if he's not there like, it would be really heartbreaking. I mean, I know that we've met him and spoken to him, you know, uh, through Zoom and whatever. But it'd be great to, you know, embrace him. 
How, how brilliant would it be to have you in the in the jacket and hit like in a picture with him standing with you? That would be that'd profile be awesome, picture. Goodbye, wife and son and dog off of my phone. Hello, <laughs> Dan Scott. <laughs> They've all been deleted. <laughs> did, did I did I ever tell you that F and I, we went to see, I think I have told you this, or maybe I haven't, I don't know. We went to see, oh, what is it? Big Nose. Ferrano, what is it? Bergiac. Bergerac? Big, big, big Nose. He has the big nose. Shaker Spear. Is it Shaker Spear? Serano de Bergiac. Serano de Bergiac. The play. Bergerac. That's why I said Serenade de Bergerac. Bergerac. Shut your face! Anyway, no, it's not Shakespeare. What is it? Wait, what is it? Say it again. Bergerac. The play about the dude with the big nose. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Hold on. Dominic, what are you doing? it up for you okay well can i tell harold pinter theater is that where you is that is it in london uh yeah it's a play written by edmund rostand right well that that play (laughs) not even important to the story but we went to go and see that play and it was starring james mcavoy who f loves james mcavoy how do you feel about him yeah he's all right good actor i i like him he's there's some some good films and some not so good films that he's in well she like loves him and uh and he was he was taking pictures with people afterwards and we were like last in the queue so they they're like hey you can come meet him take a picture or get something signed your choice and we got a picture with him and he was really nice and he was like have a good night whatever whatever and immediately F just cropped me out of it <laughs> you're gone so yeah there you go I, she I'm owed one uh but yeah okay so talk talk to us about Dan being invited to wedding or oh, you just said you think it's you think he, he could stir stuff up so okay so we'll see what happens there so I think unless I've got this wrong, the only person we're left to talk about is Rachel, and we've kind of already spoken about her. We've, we didn't really touch on Lucas. Well, we talked I about know, Lucas earlier. So you, you, you tell, tell me about you, how you felt about him and your predictions for him. Lucas doesn't have a big episode. So like, on, obviously he was missing in the last one, and it was kind of good to see him back, uh, and him and Karen's like road trip, and they're discussing Keith, and they're like, when we get back, this is kind of like time to kind of be us again and, and make a change and, and really push for that bit of difference um, and start living again, start living our lives because, you, you know, living with grief and, and moping around isn't isn't helping them. Uh, so like Karen's a very positive Karen again. You know, she's back to being the G that she is. So um They've been to look at colleges. I kind of thought that was coming and that they'd go and look around and he decides that literature is the way he wants to go. Um, and he kind of goes, well, I'm not going to get a basketball scholarship now, with my illness, and I, which almost makes me think he definitely is going to get one now. Mm. <laughs> because well, as soon as someone says something like that, it makes me think he's going to get 
something out of this. And we find out Keith has, has the college fund that he's been saving for him for his for his entire life, um, which is such a key thing to do. What what a guy, honestly. What a guy. What a guy. He didn't know how old she was. Um, oh my and... god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, Lucas then coming back, and he's he's in a couple of the scenes in the little performance. Refuses to wear a wig at one point. It was quite funny when he had the wig on, and he was being all like Nathan like. And he has his kind of little scene with Peyton at the end, and Peyton really kind of struggles to get through it because it's almost like she's admitting she's admitting it in front of all these people, and you know, mm. really she just wants to have those moments with with lucas alone you know the proposal and getting married and him saying i love you being nathan talking to Haley, um she kind of found that difficult because you know she wants the the real i love you from lucas to peyton which you know i have no doubt is coming i have no doubt that that will happen eventually they will end up together i've been saying this for a long time they're kind of made for each other aren't they so yeah, I think I I think Brooke, Peyton, and Lucas have have got an interesting next episode. They could be the ones that actually shatter the wedding a little bit. But um, mm. if it is the wedding, if it isn't the wedding, then you know whatever they they're gonna have an interesting path into the next episode. But I kind of think you know you've got to have a big event to to have a season finale, and a, a wedding was is a pretty big event. So. Um, yeah, was I, I, was Keith's wedding a finale, or was it a mid-season finale? I'm trying to. Th- I was trying to think. It, I think there was a. Was there not a break there somewhere? I think it's mid-season because I think that because actually we can remember the end of season. I know it's not in season one, but the finale of season one, the the ending cliffhanger is that Nathan and Haley got married. The ending of season two is that the dealership is on fire. Um, you know, and Dan sees the bottle and then gets the note for everything you've done and it all goes up and and then well yeah. So I think the <laughs> <And> then... <laughs> And then the season nine finale <laughs> But yeah, the season I think it was a mid mid season finale in season two, I think, was Keith's wedding. But yeah, we'll see. I'm not saying nada. I hope we get to watch it tonight. <laughs> I don't want to watch the film. Dominic, you will be watching this film before Christmas. You're fine, but I'd rather watch the episode first. <laughs> Sometimes it's best to save, you know, the best for the last. No. Pudding no. last. Pudding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then, anything else to say about this episode before we go into judgments? I don't think so. It was just, that was me running through it in my head to see. Oh, Rachel! We didn't really discuss Rachel. Oh, we, we discussed, discussed her insecurities with with. Yeah, Deidre. I think we we covered a lot of Rachel. To be fair, so yeah, enough. We uh, covered uh, her enough. The only thing we didn't say is that when Mouth is phoning, you know, from his sick bed, she like yeah. throws her phone. She throws that phone a lot. 
Yeah, she's just not in. <laughs> she did, but phones were like indestructible back in the day. If you throw your phone now, it was smashed into pieces. Well, in fact, well, my son's really putting that to the test with my <laughs> phone, like at the moment, and it's got no case on it or anything. So it's uh, cases make phones so ugly, though, Dom. That's why I don't have one. <laughs> yeah, hell no. But but they do smash. So. Fine. Can't you give your son your... Have you got your old one? I've got my work phone is my old one. And I do. I let him have that one all the time. Take take this. (laughs) But, you know, he... Oh, he's a good boy. (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard. Whenever I think about it, I'm just like, oh, my little man. (laughs) But, yeah, okay. So... If you like this episode of the podcast and what, Dom? How could you not? Then hit us up, ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through hoops. But they also go through nets. Ravenshoops.net. People, the reviews are stagnant. They're stationary. They're not moving. We've been on 170 for weeks weeks i don't believe that you've all exhausted every avenue of possibility for giving us a five star rating i believe there are more options out there i believe you have more friends you have more family members you have more colleagues and people that you work with or strangers in the street please give us more ratings he means it people he means it this guy's got asthma and he did all that in one breath (laughs) dom please help them tell them people pigeons ravens we need you we need you more than ever right now get that phone if it's yours if it's a friend's if it's a family member's just borrow it for a second tap a little five star pop a little message in there as well saying how much you love listening to our podcast it means the world to us it really does and you know what you know what what we're going to do, whoever gives us a rating, we'll give them a shout-out if they haven't already had a shout-out. How about there we that? go. So, yeah. we'll... Pigeons, if you want a shout-out, drop us a little rating, maybe even then ping a message over to Simon, or myself, fine, and say, <laughs> you know what, I'm a pigeon, but I just gave you a rating, and we'll give you a shout-out. <laughs> like how they have to, you know, preface they... it with... I'm a pigeon, I know I'm the lowest of the low, but, you know. No, no. They're not the lowest of the low. Like, just other people are the lowest of the low because they don't listen. Yeah, they're like our outer family. It's like, if you're a raven, you're like a brother or a sister or a cousin or an uncle or, you know, mum, dad. We're mum and dad. But <laughs> if you're a pigeon, you're like that kid that, you know, always, there's, you know, the, the kid that lives on your road and he comes out and he wants to play and he's always got like a bean, a baked bean on his top. Yeah. And like bogeys. <laughs> yeah. Like dried. Kid, the sort of kid that would staple their hand just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be that kid. Don't be that kid. Be Don't a be raven. A be a raven, yeah. Be a raven. <laughs> be a raven. Well, okay, so let's go into judgment land. Dom, who's your favourite performer of this episode? 
I find this really difficult, this question for this episode, because there's there's so many different good moments. You know, Dan has some fantastic scenes. Haley also has some fantastic scenes, you know, and, and you know, the actors respectively. Um, but I actually think um, that Sophia Bush is my performer of choice. I thought she had a pretty solid episode, quite up and down. She's in the, the main chunk of it. Um, and yeah, as much as you, you hate the little kicky leg thing, which, you know, I, I did do a rewatch and, and, and saw it again. Um, and yeah, it, it is a bit unusual and a bit strange, but yeah, I think she had a, a pretty solid episode in terms of performance. So yeah, Sophia Bush. Uh, and what about you? Who's, uh, who makes your list today? This this actually is quite tough because no one particularly stands out. Not in terms of like you know they all given great performances, but I can't really pin it on one particular person. So I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Bethany Joy Lens because I thought her punching of the bag looked looked quite realistic like i know she was actually punching the bag but it looked like she was actually putting a workout in there so i'll I'll go with her what about your favorite character this person doesn't get favorite character very often um but it was actually Haley. uh i think you know on on the same point that you just said in terms of not sort of one person stood out above another um, yeah, I think I think Aidy uh, was a solid character. Confronting Dan and then going inviting Dan to the to the wedding was was a really big and bold move, and I thought that stood out kind of above the rest in terms of the the rest of the characters. Shout out to Marcus as well, I suppose, um, and then Nathan trying to do the right thing there. But yeah, I, I'm going with Haley uh, and yours. Yeah, Haley's a good one. I'm going to go with Nathan for all of his Marcus stuff. I thought that was good. Him getting him involved in that. What about your favourite background performer? One line or less? Um, there's there's a lot of tables <laughs> dotted about um, during the kind of show and the skits that they're they're putting on. And just over Nathan's left shoulder is a table and there's a girl that's like really happy and clapping quite a lot. So I'm going to go with her. She, she had no lines and she was just there in the background. So yeah, girl, happy clapping. <laughs> happy clapping girl. What about you? I'm going to go like uh, Deidre with the Ravens, the basketball guys that sort of dap up um, Lucas at the end. Was Nari on one of them? There's a blonde lad on the oh. table that was quite quite tall. I mean, basketball players are normally quite tall anyway. But I, I was looking at it thinking, is that is that him? I wasn't sure. So if someone could confirm that, that would be great. That would be good. I'm not sure. I didn't I didn't notice that. Favourite song? Um, it's a song near, near the end of the episode, kind of like in the final montage bit as it's going through to each character. And particularly, I think, when Haley goes to tell Dan that he can come to the wedding, there's a song called Coffee and Cigarettes by Michelle Featherstone, um, which is a really, really nice song that's playing uh, towards the end of the episode. So that's the one I've gone for. And did you have one time on? That, that was a good one. That's the, always the classic end one. 
but I'm gonna we're allowing it as a choice so I'm I'm going with John Nordstrom because I thought the score was particularly powerful in this episode especially like with the Peyton flashbacks about um you know her history of Lucas and the rest of it it was just underscored really well I, I really enjoyed that favorite line uh, it's actually a Lucas line, and you've already said it. It was uh, Lucas being Nathan, and he goes, uh, "Golly gee, that was some good loving, Haley." <laughs> I thought it was uh, uh, ridiculously silly, but uh, but brilliantly awkward. So yeah, that, that's why I picked it. And yeah. uh, your favorite line? I like the line that Haley says to Dan, where she says. Um... But I can't. I might be getting it wrong. Maybe you'll remember. It's just like, you know, the last time I was in a doorway giving someone a chance, it was Nathan, and well, actually, it's still for Nathan. And she says something like, "But if you haven't changed, like, God damn you!" So, like, God damn you if you haven't actually changed. It's something along those lines. I think it was help. God help you. Oh, God help you if you haven't yeah. actually changed. Yeah, so that whole sentiment, and I, I, I thought was was really good and i like that he just didn't say anything back because that almost feels like it's more being registered you know so yeah and then last but not least the precious precious rating we already know that Deidre is at an eight possibly could go down to a seven would not go up to a nine would never go down to a six dom did you have a number in mind before we started having this conversation? I did. Has your number increased, decreased, or stayed the same during the duration of this conversation? It has stayed the same. And what about you? Did you have a number before? Yes. And stayed the same, changed, or like up or down? Stayed the same. Ooh, interesting. I think I know what you've gone for. I think I know and your number. Unfortunately, I know yours. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> your number will be one less than mine. Oh, I thought it would be more than that. And you won't. And then you won't. You won't budge because that's what you do. Ready? After ready. three. One, two, three, eight. Eight. Oh yes. You bastard! You thought I was gonna go a nine? Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were you were gonna be nine. I thought you were gonna be crazy and go high, like really high. I know eight is high, um, but I kind of felt like um, it, it deserved a little bit of latitude in in this episode because I, I think the next episode is probably going to be much, 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 much better. But in this one, like, although as we're discussing, uh, and we're kind of finding it hard to pick a favorite character or a favorite actor because. Nothing really stood out. I, I think it's because like all performances and everything were, were kind of on a par, and it like and but there, there's some definite movement in terms of the storyline. You know, we're getting closer to the wedding. Things are getting a little bit more stressful. Nathan is trying to keep everything calm, and Haley's blowing up out of control. And the Peyton Lucas Brooke triangle is getting interesting now. Um, Dan and and his kind of weird creepiness slash you know now being involved and him trying to get through to to Nathan via Haley is all getting interesting and it's all kind of this wonderful little build up so I thought it deserved more than like a seven 
or you know or, or lower obviously f- for that reason and I, I definitely think um we've all made the right choice well yeah so you called it an eight i've called it an eight deidre called it an eight that's the easy money it's an easy we, eight we haven't agreed on the number for such a long time such a long time so it's no quite nice. poll no polls required i'm not being called a bully there's no po- bullshit poll being put together um <laughs> And yeah, we're not going into the watch along like in a in a hurry or in a blinding panic that you know I have to force you into another number. So yeah, it's nice. It's lovely. It's <laughs> this lovely. Is, this is what cohesion feels like. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> so lovely. Well, okay. Well, before we get out of here, I need to just hear where the motherfucking gangsters are right now in a Newcastle accent. Oh yeah, the motherfucking gangsters are right now. <laughs> And now I'm going to need to hear it in Australian. Uh, we're the motherfucking gangsters right now. <laughs> and now I want to hear the difference between that and New Zealand. Uh, we're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. Okay, and Liverpool to finish it off. <laughs> There's that. Funny enough, that's one I have to like get into. Like the others, sometimes like come. Um, like people are probably listening thinking, well, they, they were bullshit, but... Um, <laughs> right, hold on. Liverpool, right? Liverpool. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> we're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. <laughs> yeah, Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Stevie G. <laughs> mm. All right. Sign us out, my man. Ravens on three, right? <laughs> One, two, three. Liverpool, Ravens. <laughs>